Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for coming back for another episode of The Stories. I am so thankful to each of you that are taking the time that have to listen and those of you that have been so supportive of my first episode. I was so unbelievably nervous to release that. It was, like I said before, something I'd been working on for a really long time. But, you know, when it comes time to actually share that with, you know, the world as we see it um, and kind of my own little world, it it just is scary. And it's, it's very vulnerable. But I also, I, I think and I hope that it's doing some good and that it's helping people in general. And so I'm really happy to be here and some background information. So I've got the Spotify, I mean, I've got the podcast up on Spotify, which is great. And it's also now on Apple Music Podcast. I honestly have no idea. Every Anybody that knows me well knows that I'm a, I'm a Spotify stan. Like it really, I am I'm picky about it. But I know that the podcast app on your phone that kind of comes automatically is great and that people really like to use it. So it's now available through iTunes and that's where you can actually review it and rate it, which is really, really helpful for me Um, and so that I can keep doing this. So feel free to listen on whichever platform you choose. If you love Apple Music and you're an iTunes Apple person, totally, that's that's your spirit, not my business, um, but I will. (laughs) I realized that I should, if I'm going to do this podcast thing, I probably need to put it on more than one platform. So I hope you all are enjoying it. Like I said, always feel free to reach out to me. If you have something you would like to share, if there's something you'd like me to share for you, maybe a story that you'd like to share, or if you'd like to be on the podcast, please just let me know. So today I want to talk a little bit about what it's like to be a black woman when it comes to relationships and when it comes to feeling appealing when it comes to feeling beautiful. I think that it's something that I mentioned a little bit in the first episode, you know, the fact that I know that it's something that my mother did for me my entire life and my father, they were both unbelievably great and and still are about, about, you know, just, just kind of affirmation and how important that is. And I think at first glance, it can sound a little bit materialistic and and off-putting, but it's really, it's not about uh, the way that you actually look. It's just what affirmation does for someone, especially from a young age. And then, especially for a black woman, when, and you know, times are changing, I will say, I will give credit to to ads and to to different companies and clothing businesses and whatnot. They are working their hardest at, at making it more inclusive, at, you know, putting models on the front of magazines that look like us. But, you know, there are still times where I'll look at a makeup brand and it doesn't even go as dark as my skin tone. And, and which, that side note, which led me to Fenty, which I will always support. Um, but it's so it's such a particular issue and it's so hard to put into words and it's conversations that I've had with a lot of my beautiful black female friends and what's funny is you know they I mean they are really so stunning and they have had these same hesitations and the same sadnesses that I've experienced because of their skin color so today I want to tell you all a story of something that happened to me. And once again, this isn't the only time this has happened. It's just something that stood out and has been a little bit more recent, which I think is nice as opposed to to something that happened a long time ago. But it just, I think it was one of those moments that kind of pushed me over the edge in my mindset where, you know, I'm, you're consistently as a black woman having to remind yourself that you're beautiful every single day. Um, And a lot of people know that, and we'll do that for you too, inside and outside but it's something that you've got to remind yourself every day and you've got to remind yourself that you're intelligent and that you deserve what you're doing, what you're getting, that you, you know, have earned where you are because there's a lot of different elements trying to pull you down. And this is a specific occurrence of when that happened. So 
once I was out in Arlington and I was with one of my really great friends from work and we were outside of the bar. I think we were waiting for an Uber and I saw this group of white drunk men barreling towards us. And, you know, if you, if you hear what I'm saying, you hear what I'm saying. There's something about <laughs> the way some people walk and the way they look at you where from a mile away, you know, they're going to say something ignorant. And, and that's what happened. <laughs> but basically, um, they walked by us and one of them looked at my friend and he said, you are really pretty. And he looked at me, he turned his eyes to me and he said, and you are really black. Well, he more so slurred it, but it still had the same horrible effect. And, you know, before you even ask, yes, this happens often and people really do say things like this out loud. Um, and, you know, that's kind of a conversation for another day. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of times where maybe in your own life, you felt something like this in your own way, but, but it really stung. And I worried after that happened. I remember being in the car and just really feeling like, oh my gosh, like, well, first off, I can't believe this followed me here. You know, I'm out of the South, quote unquote. Um, and, you know, situations like this are still happening. And, you know, I, it didn't only hurt my feelings that a drunk man said, said something ignorant, but it just really brought out one of my deepest insecurities. And, you know, it was brought to light in the darkness of that street in front of everyone. It's kind of like those dreams you have where you're getting up in front of your school and you realize that you're not wearing pants or something horrible is happening. It felt like that, except it was real time and in front of people and I was not dreaming. And, you know, I sometimes really stay up at night wondering if the most constant and important thing to me being my skin color is the reason that no one has stuck. You know, it creeps into those those the, the back of your minds where you're thinking, why does this person that I care about so much not seem to have the same feelings back? Why do I keep kind of hitting this similar wall? And, you know, as everyone around me is continuously kind of falling in and out of love, really serious relationships, I have been remaining really stagnant. And that's such a hard thing to do because, you know, and my mom is always telling me this. My pastor is always telling me this. They're like, you know, the minute you stop looking, the right man's going to come. <laughs> and, you know, you just have to keep focusing on what you're focusing on and whatnot. But, you know, it almost feels like, and I, and I do trust the Lord with this, but it almost feels like there's just this one thing. And I know God recognizes it, but I always just want to be like, but don't forget the fact that I'm black, you know, <laughs> don't forget that that will come up and that that is important. Um, and, and sometimes I feel a bit hidden by that. And, you know, it can definitely seem like kind of a cry for help or, or, you know, kind of a way to get out of something to, to put it on my skin tone. But at the end of the day, it's not me putting off a feeling on the way that I look. It is who I am having a strong role in the way that other people perceive me. And I don't have any control over that. I do my best um, to be who I am consistently and to not let people put those preconceptions on me. But sometimes there's just not a lot that you can do about it. And, you know, it's, it really stuck out to me because one time, you know, my pastor said how intriguing it is that we trust God with our souls and our families and our decisions and our jobs and, you know, whatever it might be. But the one thing that we have trouble letting go of is our dating lives and is the way that people will perceive us in a way that is affectionate and that is loving. And you know, sometimes I get a little bit mad with God and with everybody. And I'm like, how patient do I need to be? And I'm always told this is the time to focus on my life at singleness. This is the time to focus on my, my relationship with the Lord. And I almost kind of feel like, you know, that kid that's in movies that's praying, but they've got one eye open because they, they can't stop thinking about this good meal they're about to eat. They can't stop thinking about the dessert. And so they've got one eye kind of squinted open the whole time. And that is how I feel, y'all, throughout my entire life. I'm always kind of 
I almost feel like I'm always trying to keep one eye open to see what's maybe coming around the corner to prepare me for that man walking down the street and saying what he said to, you know, to make sure that whoever I'm interested in at the time, you know, already having those walls up and being like, well, is this going to go well? If it doesn't go well, you know, how can I get ahead of it? And, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you it doesn't usually work. <laughs> um, and, you know, my, my huge, my biggest weakness is that, and God knows this already, but as hard as I focus on him and try to be a stronger Christian woman, there's always a lingering in my mind, you know, wondering if a man will ever really pursue me, respect me and love me all together. And recently I've been working through the movie, he's just not that into you. And it's just continually stressed. And I think this doesn't only have to do with relationships, just in situations where, you know, if a man wants to see you, he will make it happen. Um, you know, and if something is supposed to happen, it will. But I think that black women kind of have another barrier to face where, okay, yes, we're dealing with all of that, all the usual things that come with being a woman and kind of feeling like that aspect is out of your control. You can't really control, um, you know, if a guy pursues you or asks you on a date or whatnot, it almost feels out of our hands. And so then imagine that with one more barrier and also thinking, you know, would this guy even really be able to bring me home to his parents? Would he want to bring me around his family? Would his family say something? that's uncomfortable or whatever it might be. And then when it comes to, to black men, it's this hard thing that, that I struggle with personally. And, you know, I've heard other people mention this as well is that, you know, will he be able to tell that I wasn't raised in a predominantly black community? Will that bother him? How was he raised? You know, and it's just kind of this back and forth and you just feel like you're in the middle of this whirlwind and absolutely nothing is working. Um, but God is. And so that's something that I always really hold on to. And, you know, a, a downside of when moments like that happen is that, you know, a few people, I think after the fact, and it was kind of ironic how it happened that next week, a few people had stopped me and maybe like complimented my hair, like my skin tone or like, I don't, whatever it might be. And immediately, as soon as I would get a compliment, outwardly, I would say, thank you. And of course I was nice, but inside I was like, no, I'm not. No, I am not. No, I am not. And that was a repetitive thing. And this is coming from somebody who, whose family was unbelievably supportive and unbelievably loving and always trying to remind me of my worth and it still was difficult and so a huge fear that I, i'm not going to lie and say that i've conquered it but in the back of my head is like what if no one is ever attracted to me and wants to claim me as their own because i am so black and on the, at the end of the day so be it if that's what it is because being black is the core of who i am being whoever or whatever you are is the core of who you are and that shouldn't be changed and i would never dream of changing this aspect about myself because it's, it's not an aspect at the end of the day, it forms who I am and who I will be. And I was listening to this podcast right in the heat of quarantine. It was, it was through this church in New York. And this woman was talking about, she found love a little bit later, quote unquote, I say later in life. I, I went to school at Auburn. So she's like 30. Um, but she, um, you know, felt like she would be out with her friends or they'd be at dinner or they'd be at church. It didn't really matter where they were. And whenever they were approached by men, it felt like she was always the odd one out. It almost felt like they weren't even seeing her, like they were looking around her, like she was really invisible and she felt hidden. But then she realized, you know, once she met the person that she was supposed to be with and was finally seen that God had been protecting her. And so, you know, a lot of times I felt the same way. Like I said before, it does not help that I'm 5'1". So when I say boys have truly looked over my head and not seen me, I mean that. And a lot of times, I, you know, I've wondered with God, I've been like, well, now why is it that everybody is seen, everyone's focused on, and I'm still just kind of feel like I'm just hanging out in the background, like the little kid who no one really <laughs> is taking seriously. But, you know, I've chosen to kind of change my mindset on that and feel that I am protected. 
And even though, you know, and I think most recently, a lot of stuff has been going around about how, how black women are the least protected and, and kind of the most in need, but the most, you know, protective, which is so interesting to me and which I totally agree with. Um, but I, I'm not going to choose to let that be an enabler for me. And I'm not going to let that bring me down in a way where, of course, emotionally, am I down? Yes. But I've, if I don't use this, and I know that Black women would agree with me on this, that if I don't use this for strength and to continue, continue to get through it, I would be crushed by the weight of it all, truly crushed. I would not be able to get out of bed every day if I let it do that to myself. So it's just kind of taking ownership and taking power of those insecurities and whatever it might be. And, you know, that doesn't mean that it's not still going to be hard. But I think that when you twist it around and you think, okay, how can I use this to manage to get through my life? Um, how can I have complete control while still letting myself be vulnerable and letting people in? Um, and, you know, how do I do this when I hit a lot of L's as well? How do you do that? Um, and for that, I just am continuously praying for absolution and understanding. I'm consistently trying to learn more, trying to listen more, um, and, you know, just really kind of understand to make sure that these traumas are not also making me, um, you know, un unnecessarily aggressive towards the person that will love me one day or whatever it might be. But, you know, well, I'm saying all this to say that if you've ever felt this way before, I hear you and I understand you and, and I would love to hear from you. And, and it's all right to weep and to break down at times, but it's just so imperative to, to wipe those tears and to see the good that has been done because that is, I think that's why we're here. I'm not 100% sure, but I hope so. And it was important for me to share this with you all because, you know, as we're kind of entering into this new phase and I think that there's so many different elements to, to being who I am and to being who you are. And I think that to, to get where you need to be first, you just have to dig deep and get vulnerable um, from the core of it. So that's what I'm hoping to do with this podcast. And that's what I hope to do with that story. Um, but like I said, I hope you all enjoy. Please let me know what you think. And, and for a little bit more background, these episodes are going to be coming out every Monday morning. So be sure to check back with me. And, you know, let's just boogie on into this week. Thanks for listening.